You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more information, go to knownlegacy.org. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Kyle. How are you guys doing? Good morning. Doing great, thanks. We're in a different area of the same venue. We are. We are. We're on the same page still. We're just in a different area, so that's kind of nice. So, Bill, why don't you tell us what we're doing with this? Yeah, we're trying... What's the purpose behind this? Okay, we're trying something different this year, guys. I want to let you know we're doing this thing called Fireside Chats, and they're just... You know, here's the thing. After After we press stop on the podcast and right. we sit around and we have a conversation we're like you know what we should talk about and then all of a sudden we're talking about a great conversation we're like we should probably record this too <laughs> and so yes. what we're going to do this year starting in january starting in february is we're going to introduce these things called fireside chats you have a little bit of fun with this it's more of our off the off the 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 normal path and kind of how we process this stuff i mean we're not going to come out with all the answers but there's some heavy stuff that we talk about that we're like, should we bring this to people? And and a lot of time we, we try to refine it. This is the unrefined version. Does that make sense? Yeah. Kind of that's our goal. Just to, you know, we have some questions that we talk to process just like a bunch of normal guys. So we're trying to invite you guys behind the curtain, you know, as we're trying to figure out what's next for Known Legacy in the podcast and where we go. Absolutely. And I think... The key is we don't have the answers, but we do have know that there's big questions that people are wrestling with within our culture. And uh, we all know that we should have this community of brothers that can wrestle with this stuff. Yeah. And sometimes we just don't. Um, we have brothers that will talk sports. We'll have brothers that will go fishing and hunting and everything else, but not talk about some of this bigger stuff. And that's what we want to talk about. Um, and so yeah. I'm excited about it. Not only that, I'm excited about my leg getting roasted by the fireplace right here that's fantastic it is yeah. it is definitely getting and, roasted on uh, an open fire yeah so kyle what about you what, what's uh, your take on I, this? i'm just looking forward to seeing uh what the listeners have to say about the subjects too to see other perspectives we may not be thinking of and getting that kind of feedback absolutely um and that to that point we need you um to Share thoughts and ideas and comments. Info at knownlegacy.org. As always, you can find us at knownlegacy.org. You can uh, email us. You can uh, follow us. You can leave comments on our YouTube page. You can leave comments on our Instagram. You can leave comments on our Facebook page. And we hope that those comments will start to come forward in these conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To have a a deeper uh, wrestle with the big questions. And so the big question that kind of kicked this whole thing off was a friend of ours that we actually is doing production for us today. Thank you, John, for doing production. Thanks, um, John. He his John rocks. Um, can I say who it is? Okay, someone in his sphere of influence um, is having a conundrum, and the conundrum is basically this: there's a move or a shift within their organization to um, uh, to change the toggles, so they have a database uh, management system. It's used a lot by churches, yep. and the toggle system forever is, are you male or female? It was a binary decision, male or female. Yeah. And now the, the organization above is wanting to expand that to be in line with kind of the LGBTQ movement within our culture, where it can be non-binary along with him and her and he yeah. and she, and you know, it, it engages all the pronouns. And so the question that they're wrestling with is, this is contrary to my Christian beliefs. Yeah. And how do I stay true to my Christian beliefs um, and yet stay employed because I have to put food on the table and I have to um, feed 
the people that I love and I care for. And it's turned into three different conversations that we've had three different times mm-hmm. and probably total of 10 hours worth of talk on this yeah, subject yeah, yeah. because we don't have the answers to it. So, Bill, I'm just going to ask you real quick. You know the situation we've been talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would be, like, how would you navigate that? What would what would you say? It's, it's interesting because... Um, because I even had a conversation with someone even yesterday about this, and they're like, the conversation that that yeah, got brought up was, is it loving to to have this on there? Because it invites people who may walk into our church and identify as that, and they won't even hear us, you know, if we don't have something else. I, I don't I don't know, and and again, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I definitely feel like. For me, when I immediately jumped out of it, I, I feel like I jump right into Genesis one twenty six. Is that we're created in the image of God, right? And right in Genesis one, God created man and woman. And so for me, it's hard not to identify. Like even right now, I mean, I've got friends that, or you know, and even teenagers that I know, my daughter's friends, my son's friends that have these conversations with different individuals, and they're like, "Well, this is so and so, and he used to be a boy." But it's and she's a girl, and I'm like, okay, so, so now my this is it. My conversation goes, what is he biolo- What are they biologically? Help me out here. I don't even know. So I'm still prone to go to the biology thing because the whole thing for me comes down to we're created in the image of God, and and we have fallen so far off of this love and acceptance. I mean, when He created the world, God was in love with Adam and Eve, in love with them, willing to. Obviously, die for them. His face shown on them. Yes, he and was so overjoyed with them. Yes, and he, he walked in the cool of the, of the day every single day with them. He walked in the cool of the garden, or I'm sorry, he walked in the garden in the cool of the day all the time with them. He desired community, and so in that you've got this God who sees us for who we are and values us for who we are, even if we don't value ourselves in that. Right. You right. know. So I think that's where my person in my in who I am goes to goes to uh, this idea that, like, I struggle with saying, let's, let's do that. Like, here I am at a, at, a, at a church. We wouldn't even bring that up. I would say male, female, end of story, um, and just kind of let that go. That's me. Well, and I think, uh, for me, there's a, there's a few different layers in the conversation yeah. that we've talked about. One is, how do we as a, as a church and how do we as Christians hold true to what we believe God's word is? clearly states right man and woman mm-hmm. and how do we not compromise on sin and there's a call with, from our culture that's asking us to redefine sin to meet culture where we have yeah. the stances like no 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 we don't define sin and what's not sin god defines that and our job is to pursue him in such a way that we would understand that yeah and that we would learn what it is to submit to him and his authority in those areas of our lives that are broken those areas of our lives that we may have disagreement with him we may not even like what he has to say there yeah but at the end of the day we're like you are God, we are not, and we need to submit there. So that's kind of one of it. How do we navigate that? Yeah, yeah. I think the other part that is specific to the conversation that we've had come up is what does that mean for us um, taking a stand? Um, what does it mean for us to put our livelihood and our vocation online? Yeah. And when is that line hit? Yeah. Right? Is the line hit when your organization that you work for makes a decision that is against our Christian belief? Or is it when they demand you affirm that decision in such a way 
that you, you know, I think of Daniel and kind of his yeah. situation, right? He served the king. The king was a pagan. He had no regard for the, the Yahweh, you know, God of the Old Testament, God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. He had no regard for them. And so uh, no doubt Daniel was working with him and helping him carry out things that were contrary to God's demand. Yeah. But the line for Daniel was when the golden statue was erected in the middle of the town. And now the culture demanded he worship the golden statue. Yeah. Publicly. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, it makes perfect sense. And so within our culture, what is that statue? How do we identify that statue? And then how do we yeah. know when it's like, nope, that's, that, that is a step too far. I cannot go there. Right? Yeah. I, I think about that. And I think about Joseph in the same realm that God gave Joseph a dream for a corrupt leader. Yes. Like mm-hmm. Egypt wasn't an amazing place. I mean, it was probably incredible, beautiful, all those kind of things. Lush. No, the Pharaoh was God. Yeah, and they, he, he exactly. They were it, I mean, it was absolute corruption. Yeah, and so I think in that God gave now in his long term, he did it to protect Israel. Right. But you you go what if Joseph had justified and said, "Well, you know what? I'm not going to do this because this is going to let this corrupt king prosper." Right. I'm not going to share. I'd rather die in prison. I then talk about the famine that's about to come and say, yeah, and say for seven years we're going to gather everything that we can, which absolutely changed the economic reality of Egypt yeah. forever. Right? And I, th- I think for me, and, and then cause I want to hear your, your side of it too, but I also think that in the midst of it, never did Joseph or Daniel forsake their personal walk with the Lord. Correct. And I think that is, for me, that would be my line. Like, we're in this same zone of, like, when I, you know, we're, we're up against things all the time. And there's certain places, like, oh, I don't, people, I don't want to go into that place because it's supported by this this belief that I don't agree with. Um, or I'm not going to buy coffee from this place because they do, that. They're, they're militantly against, you know, Christians. And so so there's things like that where I'm like, okay, th- those I'm, I'm, I'm okay with, just whatever. But, but yeah, when these little things go and I'm, I'm in a world... I don't think it's as bad as Rome yet, but it's getting there. I mean, a world right now that just, I'm just hearing that they're trying to ban gas stoves. Are you kidding me? I so, I mean, we're getting to this place <laughs> where it's just a whole lot of, like, nonsensical responses. Yes. But but there's going to come a point where, like, okay, I can deal with that. Like, yeah, I'll get my Coleman stove out if needed to, and I'll, I'll grill a lot more or whatever. But I'm like, but, but this whole idea of if you're telling me that I need to worship this God, we're in Rome. They were doing. They were literally just killing people on a on a whim. They were walking, waking up the next day and going, "Hey, you're going to spend fifty more, fifty percent more of your money on taxes. Take it, or we're going to kill you." Like they had right. no chance. We're not there yet. We're getting there. It's a very slippery slope. But I think it always went back to this personal relationship. That am I in check? And that's where I keep coming back to him. Am I ready? That I know at the core what I believe, and in a moment's notice, I can turn on that because my relationship is so robust with God that I know that He's like, "No, today's the day." Kyle, I would love to know what kind of your thoughts are yeah, on sure. this. So, yeah, so I agree with the line of the personal belief when you cross that line. But w- I think we got to take a look at it from a very macro point of view as well. I mean, as Christians, are we spreading the word in a Christian community? Or are we out in the, in the non-Christian? Right. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. where the battle's fought. So if we circle the wagons and say we're not going to be involved or do anything that's not outside of my belief or my 
Christian support structure, then then we're not doing what God's word says we should do as Christians. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I, and I think what you're hitting on is there's an illusion that there are some companies that are righteous and some companies right. that are not. Let us be honest. All of us are unrighteous. Yeah. And as a result, when we gather together to form organizations or to form institutions or to mm-hmm. form companies, they're going to be unrighteous. So I mean, whether it is a public declaration right. of, of the rainbow flag or it's something on the unethical side that they're doing financially. Yeah. How many All companies do you think in Silicon Valley don't already have that? Right. Microsoft probably. I mean, Correct. companies that are here based in, in, in the DFW area probably already have it. So, yeah. it, I mean, I, you, you need to draw a line somewhere. I'm not sure that's the line to draw because yeah. we need to be where we can witness to people and whether it's a Christian, quote unquote, Christian company or not, doesn't mean everybody's a Christian there. Correct. Right. So, well, no, this is good. I think it brings up that that verse that we're salt and light. Like Matthew we're supposed five. to be, a, we're supposed to be an annoyance. Like even I know, and I don't remember the scriptures coming up in my mind, but this idea that that we're supposed to, yeah, so be like the fly in an open wound. Yeah, and we're like the fly in the ointment for for all intents and purposes of like this frustrating. But at the same time, our integrity stands to go. We're going to stand up for what we believe, but we're not going to be a jerk about it either. Right. And that's the bigger right. problem is there's right. so many believers who like take their Bible and they like beat the crap out of people over their head with what they believe. And then they feel justified when right now, here's my take on it. Man, you've got to be hurting on the inside to want to, to want to do these things to your, to, to your body, to yourself. Like, and so, so from the heart of compassion, I'm like, wow, we did something wrong for the last 50 or 100 years because we, we sat behind the curtain of what was legal and not, you know, legislation, what, was, what, what the government deemed as legal, and we just we sat back and we got comfortable. And I think the bigger thing is we're supposed to stand up for what we believe and be salt and light in, in the places that it's dark and it's bland. Right. And quite honestly, Jesus is the hope of the world. And so if we don't have the opportunity to say, I'm going to step up and I'm going to share this with people that I don't agree with, and I'm just going to stay in my huddle. All right, well, that's like stupid. We're going to spend forever together. We're going to spend eternity together. Why in the world would I want to take this moment right now when eternity is what I have? Ten. I keep talking to my buddies who know Jesus that I don't get to see all the time. And even yesterday, I'm like, I can't wait to spend forever hanging out with you. You know, you're such yeah. a romantic. <laughs> but, but no, but you, but you get it. Like you're just this idea of like, of like, uh, these people are going to hell. And so for us to be right and justified right now with what I believe, or do I want to share hope with them and stay in that community and love? Like, so I know a guy that literally I was having a conversation with a guy whose dad was a pastor. And uh, I can't remember the area in Dallas, but it's where a lot of LGBT community, it's like a very heavy LGBT community down down in Dallas. And this guy was playing golf somewhere, basically, and his house was like, you know, he, he he had retired, made a ton of money, and he was playing golf. And one day, I guess he bumped into somebody from that community. I'll say that community. And he was so broken that he, he sold his house and bought a little house in the middle of this LGBT community. I think it's like near Deep Ellum or something yep. like that. Yep. And just bought a house in there and make sure that he gets his haircuts and buys his food and his groceries in that area just so he could continue to engage a conversation. And I'm like, 
bro, I want to be like you when I grow up, you know? So to, to boil it down a little bit, there's, there's two realities. There's the private and then there's the public, mm. right? And I think the private one is where we would encourage people, shore up your relationship with God. Make sure yeah. that you're in communion with him. Stay connected to him yeah. through word and through sacraments, through worshiping communities and through personal Bible study time. Yeah. So that you and I, when we're faced like Daniel was faced with this ultimate mm. choice, we would know because of the prompting of the spirit what needs to be done. Yeah. And that we would be emboldened to do it in, in, in a way that would honor God and his calling mm-hmm. for us. Is that Yeah, what that makes so clear. Then within the public sphere, it's how do we engage in the world knowing that we're not compromising the core beliefs that God has given us clearly in Scripture yeah. and engage in a way that is full of mercy and grace. And again, Jesus, surrounded by corrupt people, every time he saw them, these great crowds that were desperate to hear good news, what does it say? He had compassion on them. It yeah. means his guts were literally wrenching in sorrow for them. And so he was motivated to do what? Give them what they needed. Yeah. Clear understanding of truth. Clear understanding of how and where they are with God and how God is coming with a new kingdom, a kingdom of grace, forgiveness, second beginnings, new starts, and that your identity is no longer wrapped up in your production. Your identity is no no longer wrapped up in your zip code. Your identity is wrapped up in this thing called the cross. Yeah. Um, And I think that's the tension. And, And if we don't have that really clearly defined, this private belief system and this public interaction with the world, we can get really wonky. And and unfortunately, I think some of our Christian brothers have fallen into the trap of compromising the core beliefs that clearly are, are spelled out in Scripture and declaring things that, that God says are wrong and in rebellion to him and his, his plan. And it's easier to just say, well, he didn't really mean that. Um, yeah. and, and, and that's not what we're called to. You know what's you know what's interesting is is the the idea that um, you should get that call. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, but you know what I think we should all get what? I think we should get uh, watches, ultra watches, ultra uh, watches. Of, I cannot um, wait for one. Cannot uh, knowledgeable, technological. <laughs> brought to you by technological. Well, it's it's funny, but you can, now that you you're can have one next year when the uh, ultra eights and ultra nines <laughs> yes. come out, and they're cut half it, and they're half eight. Yes. <laughs> You know, but even as you're talking, it makes me think about the fact that Joseph, Moses, Joshua, Daniel, Esther. Well, they th- yeah, Esther. They threw, or they they were in the throes of government, and it was actually the most supernatural moments. Now, when I mean supernatural, like dreams, crazy stuff happening, Moses in a burning bush. Joseph and interpreting dreams, Daniel, and literally seeing re- the future. Right. Supernatural things happened. A, a with fiery hand come down and write on a wall. Exactly. So you're like, so, so I guess what I'm processing now is these guys who stood up for what they believed, and it was a personal belief, heard from God like nobody else heard from God. Even in the New Testament, when the church is being started, you've got Barnabas... You've got Paul, you've got, um, uh, what's his name? The one who, who went to, I think it was like Acts 10, where, where um, G- God tells him, you need to go out to the middle of the wilderness, right? and then psh, disappears. And you're like, government officials. I'm not saying there's Philip a complete... Philip and the eunuch is what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, that's what about. it is. Phil, Phil, Philip and the eunuch. But this idea that there's a constant theme of people who are heavy into a uh, man... 
terrible dictatorship type of government, but kept their relationship right with God, and then crazy miracles happen. I mean, right. we're seeing that now overseas, and we don't hear about it, but I'm, I'm hearing about it from people who are over there of these crazy, crazy governments that are just le- laying on these, and miracles. So I'm like, are we stopping what could be an amazing act of God because we're trying to stay comfortable? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, so far, God is not, ha- has not has not messed us over, guys, as we followed him. I'm going to say that God's not, he's not messed around in us. The idea that it's been hard, but he's never left us or forsaken us. So imagine if we pressed into that more and say, God, I'm going to, I'm going to follow what you're, what I believe you're leading me to do and then watch the miracle happen. Well, and I think about Bob Fu when we were, yeah. you know, and if you have not yet, go back to that podcast. It's about two months old. I think it was yeah. early November when it dropped. Mm-hmm. Go back and listen to it because here's a guy who's in communist China. Everything they do is for this corrupt government. Yeah. Every, mm-hmm. whether they're farmers yes. or they're working in the tech industry, whatever it is, everything no choice. is for no. this. There's no choice, right? And yet, on the very private side, they're gathering together underground. They're rescuing people from this tyrannical government yep. with the good news of Jesus Christ. And I think, you know, that is, again, the story of humanity, the Middle Ages, you know, in yeah. Europe. Those princes and those kings were corrupt through and through. Yeah. And the peasants had to produce for them. They didn't have a choice. Yeah. Um, and yet, they were able to pursue God in a very private manner in a, in, 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 with other believers to where they would know God is for us, not against us. So I think... I, go for you, you say I was just going to say, I, I, I think that if we getting back to this individual... And thinking about it as as I'm looking at it. And I'm in a little different situation because the owner of the company I work for is a Christian. So <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. But it, if you look at it pragmatically, and I know it's, it's the job, but at what point do you say, well, I'm not going to go shop at Kroger because this, and I'm not going to go to Starbucks because, I mean... Yeah, Which I'm not going to buy you Nikes. Display, where you have gonna, a chance yeah. to display your have, personal where, beliefs yeah, not even that, in the public forum. Eventually, the walls are going to keep closing in. If and, 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 and it's a personal decision and, and obviously needs to be prayed about and, and yeah, followed. Yeah. But I'm thinking for myself in this situation, if I ran it, I would be... I look at it as not only that's the, the battleground where I need to go anyway. Yeah. Um, but how many walls do I want to put up because if I didn't talk to people that didn't 100% agree with me I would be not talking to anybody including you guys yeah right um, so I'm just saying on a pragmatic level we've got all these examples of of Christian and God-fearing heroes in the Old Testament that yeah all they did was live in it yeah it was a given. It was a given. I mean, do we want to become boycott Christian church? I mean, or do we like, like, what do we do? Where, what's the line? And I think that you're right. I think that's it. Like, how do we find ourselves? So I think it really is a personal thing of going. And, and when I mean personal, we're talking about, man, if my motive is these people are on their way to hell. And right now I get paid to hang out with them every day. That's it. We're ambassadors for Christ. And maybe that's what we've forgotten in our society is that, I mean, we all step into awkward situations all the time, places we don't want to be. But it's not because we want to feel comfortable. There's because, and it's not just because we want to be compassionate. We're not virtue signaling either. 
these people are on their way to hell. And we get it. And I think the more believers that get, the more men and women that step up and get the idea that we have a world that is vaporizing and eventually is going to be gone. And we're going to be standing in front of Jesus one day. And, and I want to hear well done because you're not every believer is going to hear well done. They're going to be like, all right, doors open, but they're not going to hear well done. And so there's this moment to go, what does that look like? What am I going to stand on? What am I going to fight for? What's worth it? Maybe that is it. Like, you, this may not be at your job right now, but this may be at a, at, a, at a place where you need to check yourself and go, what is my line? Is my line standing in front of a statue? That at 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock, I have to bow down to them? Or is my line at, at what? And, and I don't necessarily say that your line has to be the same as everybody else's. It could because we have to work at our own salvation with fear and trembling. So for us to be able to do that, it's going, God, what are you telling me? And I think being obedient to what God is telling you is of most value. Right. We use the word as our filter. What does the word say? Okay, it's pretty gray on this. Okay, my line isn't there. Some people, their line is. I mean, we, I have friends on both sides of the, the Chosen series line that are like, I will not watch it. I love it. And I'm like, okay, I'm not even going to argue about that. Like, why are we arguing about that? And so I think it's taking those moments to go, what's important to me? Some people, that's really important to them. And I'm like, great, that's awesome. I love you. We're not going to have that conversation because it's, it's not a value me, especially, I mean, there was that one time that Facebook, a post changed my life and I turned everything. <laughs> oh yeah right <laughs> but I think we I think honestly as believers we waste our time I mean I see those posts and I'm like bro go and take a lost person out to coffee right shut your phone down and go find a real individual go outside and mow your yard when your neighbor is and wave until they until you get their attention and say hey let's grab dinner tonight that would be more fruitful does that right. make sense yeah absolutely yeah so I guess in summary yeah what we're saying is this um now is the time for us to tell you the, the, the work out our salvations by spending time at the foot of the cross so that we would know the voice of the Spirit, <laughs> we would be able to discern it, and that we would have small steps of fo- being obedient to Him in little ways so that when the big question is asked and the big obedience needs to happen, we know without a shadow of a doubt this is the calling of the Spirit. Yeah. This is the direction of the Spirit for me and for my family. We will serve the Lord, and so we will not do this. Right? Well, and, and I think that it can sound cliche. So don't let the enemy immediately put in your mind like, all right, so what you're telling me is I need to read my Bible and I need to pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we are actually because uh, that's, your, that's your bread. Yeah. That's your, that's your meat. Like your living water why wouldn't you do that so you're gonna prepare yourself for a 5k by not eating right good call eating you know what i'm McDonald's. saying yeah let's yeah go <laughs> or eating at mcdonald's exactly so it's like we're saying you this battle's only gonna get worse right so get your crap together <laughs> spend time with jesus mm-hmm. and let it affect your walk yeah you know yep. yeah i don't I think it. god's going to ask the question or be like let me phrase it this way when you're standing in front of God, he's not going to say, well, you know, you went into that Kroger's and Kroger's. He's going to say, yeah. you went in that Kroger's and you you touched that cashier's life. Mm-hmm. And she's now up here with us. Yeah. He's not going to care about the the background. No. Uh, you're not doing, I, I, I don't think that you are doing anything to represent God when you're in the battle when you're in a place that's not a Christian place. Yeah. It's not a reflection of God. Actually, it's 
if it is a reflection, it's that you're there, if your actions while you're there, and what you're trying to do is more important than where you are. That's right. the way to say so it. So there's that Jesus, friend of sinners. He wasn't just friend of those who agreed with him. He was a friend of people that he totally was. And in fact, that's what confounded it. When he looked at Zacchaeus and said, come down from there. Everyone's like, why? He's a loser. Yes. He's one who robs from us. And he's like, yeah. Well, the leper. I'm going to go hang out at your house. The leper. Exactly. So I think, man, there's so much that I feel like I still need to learn from the heart of Jesus when I see somebody and I just do not. And I pray that we will not ever be the Pharisees that are like, whoa, I am, I have been not eating for three days. Look at my face. It's so, you know, and I'm like, no, I want to be like Jesus. Yeah. And I pray that we would be like Jesus too, you know? Yep. So, yes. So anyways, welcome to our fireside chat. Hopefully it was uh, good and efficacious to you. And uh, that's like a I big said, word. That's a big word. And we want your feedback. We want to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, Absolutely. we need to. Because it allows us to do other fireside chats. Because these are real conversations. So we look for those conversations from you guys. Info at knownlegacy.org. We're expecting some emails from you guys about this. Um, and even some of maybe have some side thoughts on this that we could bring in to another conversation. But your voice matters. Right. That's why we started these. Your voice matters. So, you know, we've talked about people sending in questions. And those have been great. But I think really it's this. is This is what matters. Is, is that you have a place that we can trust. And we're not ripping it apart. We're just having a conversation. So hopefully you got something fruitful out of this. I hope you guys got something. I know I did. Love it. Love it. So thank you guys for checking us out. As always, you can follow us on Facebook. Um, if you feel called, give us a uh, review on uh, the podcast or wherever you are listening to the podcast. And uh, check us out on knownlegacy.org. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Known Legacy Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So email us your questions or comments to info at nolegacy.org.